0: Hi, welcome to the Run To The Roar podcast. I'm your host, Mike Harlander, a dad, husband, entrepreneur, and dreamer. This podcast is all about supporting you and reaching your dreams and goals. By running to the roar and overcoming the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that is inevitable to come up, we're going to relentlessly pursue our dreams and goals and handle all those promises we made to ourselves as children. This podcast, you can expect about twice a month, and most of the episodes are under 10 minutes, so it's really a shot in the arm to get you focused on your dreams and goals again. History has shown that visionaries have the ability to withstand the heat of the moment for a greater benefit in the long run, and that's not limited to big, great ideas, grand ideas, historical moments, scientific breakthroughs, while all of that is true for whoever thought about that, whoever envisioned that. It's true for all of us that if we, if we have a vision, if we have something that we're passionate about, and we, we hold that vision tight and dear, that vision becomes this insatiable thing that we must obtain. We can attain it. We can get after it. But we've got to hold that vision during those times that there's heat, during the times that circumstances come up and challenges are, are put in front of us that sometimes seem insurmountable you know one of the latest ones that i've had one of the latest visions that i held on to was a dream that i held for a decade and that was to to move to amsterdam and to have the expat life and to have that international experience what would it be like to live in another country and live on another continent and live a, as a part of another culture and as i had that vision 10 years ago and i shared it with my wife she uh, her first response was not like oh let's go do it it was you're you're out of your mind what are you what are you thinking and it took me a few years to, to start to codify this idea, to start to put things in place and then presented the idea in a different way. And when I finally started to codify it, when I start, finally started to get really clear about what the intention was and why I wanted to do it, I, I found a screensaver. I, I'd been over there a few times. I'd been over in Amsterdam visiting and there was something about the places. I do not want to spend my whole life there, but I wanted to have an adventure. I wanted to experience it. And so I, I found this screensaver and I, I put it on my desktop. You know, it was the background that I, and I looked at every day for, gosh, five years. And I, I didn't really think much of it. It was just the vision that I had, this possibility that I, was, that I was hoping for. And when we moved here, I always wanted to find that particular house. Where was that? I, I saw that it was on a canal and there's, you know, several canal rings going around Amsterdam. But I saw that it was on a canal and... I kept looking for it and looking for it, and we ultimately ended up getting a home that was right on a canal, that was just right on the Kaisergracht canal. And so I, I finally ran across this uh, this Dutch guy, and uh, we were doing some work together. And I went to go grab a, you know lunch for a few folks in the office, and while I was gone, I was telling him the story about you know I've got this this screensaver I had for five years, and I, I really want to find it. And he he'd been here as whole life, he kind of knew uh, the area well, and he was in real estate too. So he's like, I, I think I might know where that is. So while we're out at lunch, I get a text from him and he, it says, hey, I, I found your house. I don't know, what, what does he mean? What's he talking about? So I get back from, from lunch and he's like, you're not gonna believe this. I, I found that desktop, that screensaver that you had. So he pulls it up and he shows me, I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's what I looked at for five years. I said, where is it? He's like, it's at Kaiser Gracch 1. It's the first house on the canal that I live on. It's, it's 200 houses up from my house. I'm on the exact side of the canal, on that exact canal, just a further down than the beginning. It was the beginning of that canal. And when he, when he shared that with me, I got goosebumps. I just thought, my goodness, I, I can't believe I found a house on the canal. I didn't, I didn't know that that house was there. I didn't know that I was looking for Kaiserkrach. I had no idea. But it was about that vision. You know, I've been skeptical at times about, you know, visioning and vision boards. And, you know, I've seen them kind of work and do they really work? That one really hit me, like right between the eyes. Like, how could I deny the evidence? It's 800, 900,000 people in this city. There's many addresses that I, I could have ended up at. But I ended up on the same canal, on the same side, of the one that I was looking at and envisioning for so many years, and I've seen this happen other times in my life. You know, I, when I was a, when I was a kid, I remember I, I just finished my first Holy Communion, and uh, my great uncle Bob had, had come and, and been a part of it, and he and he talked to me about this university in the Midwest, Notre Dame, and he talked to me about Notre Dame, and he, he talked to me about this Golden Dome and the traditions and the the football and and all that that came with it. And when I was eight years old, I remember writing down, after talking to him, I'd never seen a picture, there was no internet back then. Um, but I remember just visualizing that and then writing it down, that I, I wanted to go to the University of Notre Dame. And there were times that there was lots of heat. There was lots of circumstances and and things that I pushed up against. I was, I was pretty social in high school, and you know, I I was a big dreamer, but didn't necessarily pay attention to to all my grades and kind of got lost in that scene. I even had a guidance counselor that told me, look, Mike, with your grades, you're just just never going to Notre Dame. It's just not practical. It's not a possibility. But I kept that vision alive and ultimately ended up finding a way, finding a way to, you know, get in and then transfer, get into one school and then transfer over and end up graduating from the University of Notre Dame. So that was another example I had where I held on to this vision you know from 8 to 19, right for 11 years I held on to that vision. And I also held on to the vision of Amsterdam for a decade. And you know, sometimes that's what we got to get that you know the timing that life has for us, it doesn't always match up that you know the second we have an idea, if it's a big idea, it's, it's not something that's gonna happen overnight. You know, I've, I've run a handful of marathons and I gotta tell you, I, I run that marathon in my head so many times before I actually run it. And I need to do that. I, I need to visualize that concept. I need to visualize me crossing the line. I need to visualize, you know, at the 18th mile, the, the pain that I might be in, or the, struggle, the struggles I might have to work myself through it. Because you've you gotta hold on to the heat of that moment there's a lot of heat out there. And the bigger your vision, the bigger your goal, your dream, the, the more heat that there is. And so holding on to that vision, like pulling it in close is so important. And it allows you to push through that heat for that greater benefit in the long run. Now I've got this this next round of goals, these next visions that I have. And, and one is, it's about 10 and a half years out. It's so it's like 10 years from, from this fall. And I'm, I'm starting to codify it and put it together. And it's a dream I, I had shortly after I was eight, maybe nine or 10, I came up with this dream and I, I put it away for a while. It was just something that I I didn't know if I could handle the heat. And, and now I'm, I'm starting to trust myself. And that's one of the really cool things about getting that vision, getting excited and insatiable about that vision and, and dealing with that heat, is that every time you can, you can deal with a little more heat, you start to trust yourself and you start to go, well, wait a second, I handle that heat. All right, this is a little more, but I handle that much heat. I can take a little more. I can withstand it for the long run. And you start to build trust. So you start with the smallest part of your vision and you deal with that heat and then you go up a little more and a little more and a little more. And so for me, this next project, that's a a decade long vision, there's going to be some heat. There's a lot of obstacles I got to overcome. But I know that if I get insatiable about, insatiable, I got to work on that word, but if I get insatiable, if I get committed and excited and enthusiastic about it, and even when, dude, even when shit gets really tough, if I hold on to that vision, I know it'll come true. And I know this can be true for you as well. Holding that vision, dealing with that heat, you can do it. So go in and find a picture. Go write down that goal and and know that when you hold that vision, there's times it's going to hurt. But that hurt is good because that hurt allows you to know that you've made it through to the next spot and you can take more heat because the bigger that vision is, the the bigger the heat's going to be. But you can do it. History has shown that it can happen. There are so many before me. There's so many before you that have done it. So take the time, commit yourself to that vision and get ready for some heat. But embrace the heat, love the heat and thank the heat. All right, that's all for our Run to the Roar episode uh, for this week. I will uh, see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks again. God bless, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can always visit MikeHarlander.com to find out more details about events and engagements we have forthcoming. Thanks so much.